0: No. Oh yeah! I finished these fights. Yeah, hell yeah! Top rope nation. Learn to love it! It's the best thing going today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 249 of Top Rope Nation. My name is Ryan Drosty. We got the gang all here. Justin Joint is on the line. Kyle Ross is here with us. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Fellas, did you have any good Mexican food today, Kyle Ross?
1: Had a cheesy gordita crunch. Brought (laughs) the value meal back at TV. And I'll tell you what, there was no way to Taco Bell either in the drive-thru, which is... Unheard of. I, when we pulled up, we're like, they're going to say something so absurd. Like, we're out of beef, <laughs> which happens at that Taco Bell sometimes. I was like, you're out of beef. But I mean, hell, they it, had to beef. It's not as good as, 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 go as
0: crunch. Yeah, those are pretty good. Um, I always get the crunch wrap supreme at Taco Bell.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But I prefer to go to Taco John's. Well, and I so Taco mean, Johns, if you're listening, we would still like that sponsorship, by the way. Yeah. Contact us.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> we, we were post soccer practice, the sit-down Mexican restaurants were closed, and we did not have an hour. Actually, it would have been two hours to and fro to go to the nearest Taco Johns. So alas, we settled for running for the border. Yes.
0: <laughs> I, I had a good burrito at a at a local restaurant here in town. Uh, Justin Joyne, how are you doing tonight? Did you did you celebrate? If having the new buffalo chicken sandwich from Popeyes is celebrating Sicko de mile. then yes, yes, I celebrated episode 249, which means guys, we're going to hit a milestone 250 reviewing a WWE premium live event for our next episode. Unfortunately, that's where we're going to be at. We'll talk about that event tonight, I'll get our picks in. And uh, we got a lot on the docket, a lot of uh, current events we want to talk about. There's going to be some current things. There's going to be some historical things tonight. If you didn't see on social media, social media is a buzz because there was a must-see matches list going around, which honestly was a really good, interesting way to look at the history of wrestling. We'll get into that here in just a moment. Um, Before we get into the agenda, I want to promote the fact that, Kyle, you just did an excellent bonus podcast. With good friend of the pod, Frank Pettiani from Pro Wrestling Torch. 90 minutes. This dropped for our patrons on, what was it, Tuesday?
1: It was recorded on Tuesday afternoon, yes.
0: Yes, and I dropped it on the Patreon feed Tuesday night. I've been listening to it over the last couple of days. Really, really good stuff. Like I said, we're going to talk about WrestleMania Backlash tonight, but you guys really did a deep dive on it, and that is a must here. So if you like what we do here on the main feed, check out the Patreon feed link in the podcast description 76 bonus shows are now on the Patreon feed which is kind of mind blowing when you think about it guys i was thinking most podcasts don't even last 76 episodes you know on the regular feed we got 76 bonus shows in addition to these 249 on the main feed so a lot of content out there and i appreciate you putting in the extra hours Kyle
1: Yeah it was great love talking with Frank it was the first time he and I did a show proper, just us two, in the mm-hmm. TRN territory. Of course, I appeared on his podcast, Pro Wrestling That and Now, to discuss Super Brawl 2. Uh, right. Because Justin, as you well know, when you need to talk 92 WCW, or at least when the Pro Wrestling Torch wants to talk about 1992 <laughs> WCW, they reach out to Top
2: Rope Nation because you're <laughs>
1: going to be on that podcast soon discovering uh or discovering, I th- discussing the next. Uh, pay-per-view
2: indeed in less than two weeks wrestle war 92
0: absolutely it's gonna be a must listen match for that show was on the uh the best of list or the must see list yes, that we're was. gonna talk about here in a little bit so yeah check out pw torch vip i've been on the past kyle's been on the past and and justin has his big debut coming up so thank you to frank for uh doing that episode and justin before we jump in by the way i forgot to ask you you went to Milwaukee. Anything interesting happened there over the last weekend? Learning life
2: lessons. It's you know I, I'm an early forties, <laughs> young man, who is realizing that you know he can drink like he used to. He just can't recover <laughs> like he used to. I I think I'm I'm finally getting over my hangover from this weekend. But we went to a uh, Brewers and Cubs game on Friday mm-hmm. night. We, we got a like sweet- the park it was beautiful beautiful yeah. park uh we got we had the, a suite because it was two of my friends's 40th Ooh. birthday party uh the food was horrendous in the suite i do not <laughs> recommend it the just the most generic bullshit like giant buns tiny meat um but the the fridge was stacked with beer so we were we were really getting after it and after the game we end up at uh some really shady looking bar i they were shocked when we walked in and they had actually had a cop there with a wand <laughs> checking you for, you know, metal or any weapons. Jesus. But I had had enough in me at this this point where I am not the type of person that will take a dare to do something dumb, but my buddy paid me $50 to let him squirt mustard into my mouth for five <laughs> seconds and, and then swallow it. I, I almost ralph all over that bar. And then at, oh at the next yeah at the next bar we went to he bought me a car bomb.
1: 15 oh, I'm minutes. sure that went down
2: <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, I Irish goodbied them.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Life lessons. I was I was buying tums the next morning. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so I like mustard, and that sounds absolutely Ooh. terrible. Yeah, I so, could. so eat mustard. I can't I imagine eat
2: mustard. Oh,
1: Milwaukee isn't a bad place. I I had never been before. Um it was all out weekend. Me and Brian went up there. My g- yeah. good buddy Brian Landershina. We drove up after all out and we went mm-hmm. to the Brewers game. Um and we just were hung out there for a night. Yeah, drank and stuff.
2: I was very pleasantly surprised by uh the amount of character their downtown has. It was
0: it was a good time. I liked it. Yeah. My well, stomach
2: he... didn't, but I did.
0: <laughs> I would probably still be recovering at this point <laughs> if I was you. That is just horrendous Kyle he told that story last night we did a dynamite watch party mm-hmm. you know so we were over on the playback app you guys can join us that is now public so I tweet out the link every time we do a, a watch party it's on our Facebook group it's on the Twitter page at top rope nation a uh, ton of fun all you got to do is sign up for a free account and authenticate your TV subscription you can join us every time we always have a good group there watching the shows together and at some point there was kind of a down moment in the show and uh justin told that and i was aghast at what he went through in milwaukee so yeah, uh shout fun. out to, to michael johnson by the way who who did the show with us last night good friend back. of mine it was a lot of fun yes oh, man. a good man known
1: him since i was nine years old
0: oh wow so he knows where all the bodies are buried <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like
1: mr fuji
0: <laughs> guys if you have never listened to top rope nation that is a hell of an intro Right there for you. I promise we are going to talk about pro wrestling. But you know what? We like to give the listeners a window into our lives when we start these shows. And hopefully that was entertaining for you. I know I was overjoyed listening to Justin's story for the second time. Uh, And yeah, man, just I don't know how how you could put your body. So dumb. Mustard? (laughs) Help us out. (laughs) No, I couldn't do mayo. That'd be even worse for me, I think. I I definitely couldn't do that. I could maybe do the mustard. It wouldn't be pleasant. But mayo, absolutely not actually in the worst part about it was he started spraying
2: it two seconds in the bottle ran out so he had to go run and grab another one so he could do the remaining three seconds
0: (laughs) it's just like burning your tongue oh man so stupid oh well you know what's not stupid is subscribing to this podcast fellas
2: nice professional listening
0: Yes, on Apple, on Spotify, on Podbean, wherever you get your podcast, please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star rating, even better yet, a written review. I mentioned Patreon a couple of minutes ago. I mean, that is the best way to support the show because you get all of that bonus uh, content. You know, you get 76 bonus shows. You get ad-free releases of all of our main feed shows as well. Top Rope Nation Extra, Top Rope Nation Classics, which, by the way, patrons, vote in the poll. It's a real nail-biter for what we're going to be doing in May. It's, it's really coming down to the wire. I think there's three shows in our poll, classic shows, within one vote. So we don't know what we're going to be doing yet, but that's going to drop here in a couple of weeks. So get those votes in. If you join the Patreon page, you can vote as well. And I mentioned we're streaming live right now, so you can catch these shows live or on demand in video format if you like to do that. Just check out YouTube.com slash Top Rope Nation. Subscribe for free the youtube channel we would greatly greatly appreciate that i see alan is in the chat he is a main event tier or a hall of fame tier actually level patron of top rope nation and uh, he's almost always there with our watch parties so thanks for joining us live tonight alan and alan might be joining us on a podcast in the future he is on the Mm -hmm. tier where if you want you can come on the show so i'll be in contact with him to maybe work out the schedule on that so thank you alan for the support and all of our patrons. Um Kyle, now you weren't with us on the watch party last night. We wanted to get your take a little bit on Dynamite. I know you've caught up and watched the show. Mm-hmm. It was kind of an interesting one because it started pretty hot. You know, I really enjoyed the Trios match that they had in the first hour. Didn't really end so hot. We watching the watch party live, we were kind of shocked that they did that women's match in the last quarter hour uh, because you know Yeah, they're uniting the ROH and Impact women's titles, but they weren't AEW wrestlers per se. So that was kind of surprising. Uh, We had Hangman Page kind of leaning into the heel bit, going into his match with CM Punk at Double or Nothing. Uh, Give us your thoughts on last night, Kyle.
1: Yeah, I saw the quarter hour breakdown they released a couple hours ago. Second week in a row, the show kind of died in the ratings in the last half hour you know that's kind of been a hallmark of dynamite i feel over the last several months a real hot first hour then the second hour kind of gets so-so mm-hmm. but overall i liked the show with hangman page i thought that was one of the more interesting things i do not see him doing a full-fledged heel turn despite that promo last night and what's interesting is next week they're in long island where Punk played heel last time, and he's wrestling John Silver next week, who's the hometown Mm -hmm. boy. So are they both? I would assume both are going to kind of test the heel waters, but neither will turn. I think it's, and, you know, I mean, the things that he, I thought the master Bret Hart match line was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, I mean, because, you know, if you're going to fight someone, you want to upset them. You want to, like, get under their skin, and that's something you would say if you're Hangman Page. Um, I thought it was a good promo, and it's funny, there are a lot of people making the case that Paige should win, since, you know, the three of us went on, I think we were unanimous that Punk should win, and I did the show mm-hmm. with Liam, too, like, right before that, where he thought Punk should win, and I was like, man, I think everyone's just going to assume Punk's going to win this, and it should be a hell of a match, I guess there's going to be a lot of drama when they're on the strip watching that live together, but uh, yeah, I thought it was a good promo, and... Again, though, I, I'm going to double down on what I said a few weeks ago when we first broke down this match when it was obvious it was going to happen. If you have Page beat Punk, you are all in on Hangman Page. And the issue is I don't know what mountain is left for him to climb. You better have some a hell of a run of contenders lined up for him because you would have run through the top two guys you signed last year already, top three, including Adam Cole.
2: The thing with the promo that just kind of, I don't know, I liked it, but it just felt like it was kind of out of left field when Punk's promo was all about, like, he's just going to fight until the wheels come off. He didn't, like, it was very babyface, you know, last uh, gunslinger kind of promo. Mm-hmm. And then Hangman comes out saying, like, he's not going to come out here and show Punk any respect. And he's just going to beat his ass. I don't know. It just seemed. Ultra aggressive compared to what Punk said.
1: Well, I mean, let's examine the real world here. I think there's a lot of people talking that CM Punk should be the champion. He's more over than Hangman Page. So if you're Hangman Page, the person slash the character, you probably come out that way. I thought yep. it made sense given the reality of the situation. <laughs> uh, you're right that. What we've seen from him on screen, it was a radical departure.
2: But I don't know. Maybe that's just the way he feels about a Punk. I And that was my thought, too. And I think we've even talked about that when we started thinking this might be the match and how would they get to it. The thought was, you know, Hangman's the champ, but Punk's the one who's getting the spotlight. He's getting, you know, the one with all the TV time. And obviously that's going to rub the champ the wrong way. So I, I hope mm-hmm. they touch on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he should come into the match based on the reality of the situation as a champion with a chip on his shoulder. You know, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Jim Ross in the opening moments of the match says something to the effect oh, my God, you know, he might be the champion, but I think he's coming in here as the underdog. You <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised oh, if he says something to that effect. And, you know, it's an interesting match to make because you're, you're risking – Page getting booed, and you hope there, even if he is, there's no long-lasting effect there, because I would not turn him full-fledged heel. Unless if the crowd just like turns against him in mass, which I don't think... There were still people cheering him at the end of that promo.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, so, it was weird, because at one point early in the promo, it sounded like he was getting a ton of cheers, and I was kind of wondering, like, ooh, I don't know if he should go down this road, but then the crowd started chanting CM Punk back at him. And then it was like, okay, yeah, this is the right move. It just kind of seems like he recognizes the dynamics of what he's walking into, and they do as well, obviously, backstage. So I think making him kind of just pissed off overall, like this guy's stealing the spotlight. He's been the world champion now for what, seven months or so going into that show. I like that because it's not a full heel turn, but it's relatable. Like you can understand how this guy would be pissed off. He's gone through all these big names over the last six, seven months, and yet here's CM Punk stealing all his thunder.
1: And leading into it, I think will prevent. The crowd from turning on him. I think if they ignored it, then they're fighting the audience. Yeah. And you do risk him losing the crowd. But even when he went after the guy wearing the punk shirt in the crowd, yeah, that drew some negative reaction, but also drew a positive reaction because it was aggressive. And people like aggressive, yeah. shit talking wrestlers. It's been that way for 25 years. So, no, I thought it was a good promo. And, you know, obviously, I think they're, I would still put over punk, not just for the reason I laid out before, like what do you do with Paige? What mountain does he have left to climb? Ryan, as we're about to get into, you've got a major show coming up in Chicago that just sold out. I mean, Punk's going to be in the biggest match there, probably, right? Right. You should probably have him be the AEW champion.
0: Yeah, yeah. We've had a lot of good discussion about this in our Facebook group, and I people are all over the map on this. And honestly, that's such a good thing. You know, that's just this is when pro wrestling is at its best. You got a big pay per view show. You can't say for certain who's going to win. You can make an argument both ways. But, yeah, I agree with you. I would have him walk in. It's like the homecoming as world champion. Yeah, he could win it at All Out if it's in Chicago again, which I believe is the plan still. Uh, That's also kind of predictable, though. You know, like if he goes in challenging at All Out, everyone's going to expect him to win there. Well, then
1: then everyone's going to turn on Paige.
0: Yeah, too, so yeah.
1: I don't know. I would just have him. I think it would be a neat story if he, you know, a year after he debuted, he's returns as the champion. And also, yeah, if he agreed. loses, and we talked about this, I, I don't know what you do with CM Punk.
0: Right. I don't think he has to have a long reign, but he's so hot right now. And, you know, he's an older guy. You know, who knows how long he's going to wrestle? I feel like you got to capitalize on it right now. Mm-hmm. Hangman's a young guy. He's got a long time to go. He can get his win back over Punk eventually. And like you said, it gives them that mountain to climb. And
1: what do you guys think about just going page to punk? There are some people who would probably argue, well, they could have done like a heel transition champ there with MJF. But I just feel that would be like very obvious Mm
0: -hmm. and Mm -hmm. wouldn't
1: get enough. heat Because people are like, oh, well, this is just a train. And you certainly don't want to have MGFs, MJFs first run be like, a blatant transition
2: run yeah right. no i agree completely plus i yeah. mean this this feels like a big match that i think everybody
0: wants yeah to oh absolutely Anyways.
1: it does and, and like ryan said there's a lot of um uncertainty over who's gonna win yeah there's not any uncertainty over the ability of the forbidden door to draw however <laughs> hmm.
0: <laughs> who could have ever possibly especially a media member How could you ever (laughs) expect that that show would not sell out instantly? I mean, it was an obvious sellout from the beginning.
1: Now, yes, we know that they are not, because I saw some people, you know, acting like they were so smart. They're not selling out the full capacity of the United Center, correct?
0: It's blocked off by the entranceway. They can always open up more sections, which they have done in the past, too. I think they did that maybe for Rampage. I I saw a discussion.
1: I don't want to name names. But, like, there was somebody who's like, well, the United Center holds this. It's a, that's its true capacity. But for a wrestling show, you can't sell it because of, yeah, the stage. I mean, even mm-hmm. like WWE and its heyday. I mean, the, trust me, I, I remember I was at a Raw once when I was uh, getting a little close to that Titan Tron. One mm-hmm. great. But, I mean, you're not going to like, you don't put people like behind the stage. Right. So you're never going to do a true sellout like what, you know, Michael Jeffrey Jordan and company might have done low those many years ago.
0: They do have at the United Center, like standing room at the very top. I don't know if people would buy that. It's it's such a big building. Have you guys been in the United Center? No. Mm-mm. I mean, it is cavernous. It is huge. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, those 300 level seats at the top, they are very far away. I've been, I've sat up there once for a Bulls game and it was pretty far away. So and at the very top of the 300 level, they have standing room. So like Bulls playoff games, they would open that up in particular for for attendance yeah they can get with standing room for a basketball game they get twenty three thousand people in there it that and the greensboro coliseum are like neck and neck for the biggest mm-hmm. capacity building in the country and to, to your point kyle about they're not opening up the whole thing they're not gonna do that anywhere so this is the most people you could get in for an arena show in the country and it yep. sold out the pre-sale in what 40 minutes
1: something I mean, like that mean it was
0: I, yeah. I went on there 35, 40 minutes after they went on sale. I like completely forgot there was a pre-sale today. And I was thinking about the general on sale. And yeah, you couldn't pull anything. I, I pulled up a, a few scattered like 300 level seats way at the top 35 minutes into the, the pre-sale. But that was it. So yeah, I don't well, know if I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to go. I'll have to get tickets another way. But yeah, I mean, there's the general on sale tomorrow. But it doesn't look like they held back too many tickets at all.
1: I think, so, what, 2,000 or something Meltzer said? Yeah.
0: Maybe. Yeah, it looks like they sold fourteen thousand today, so it's going to be around sixteen for the actual event. So, yeah,
1: and you know, or was it again, fourteen
0: thousand is what the capacity is? Yeah, yeah, sold? I think they I yeah, think okay. they did
1: eleven thousand something today, and they they held okay. back two or three. That that's what it. Now that you say it, but yeah. you know, getting back, you know, we don't want to dunk on a certain person too much, but I mean. <laughs> Especially because he, like, sort of, like, was like, okay, I guess I was wrong, but it was still, like, Jesus, like, you could have at least said, I guess I'm really dumb,
0: too, because... Well, you're talking about the... T- he had the tweet about the this ratings... Is awful
1: Alfred, by the way. New Japan.
0: <laughs> the ratings New Japan did on Axis, which is, like, first of all, most New Japan fans in the United States watch a New Japan world, so that's fairly irrelevant. But also, like, didn't the tweet say something along the lines of, oh, boy, they're gonna have a hard time... Selling out the United. No, they're not. Who could have ever thought they would have a hard time? So, there were two parts of that infamous tweet.
1: And, you know, I posted it as a joke on our Facebook page. And Rick mm-hmm. Skelton, one of our prize pages, he made a point, and it's a correct one that, you know, because that tweet referred to AEW and New Japan as a niche, right? A yeah. real nichey thing. And it, yes, that's true. But WWE, as we talked about, is a niche. (laughs) WWE people who like go like, can you imagine? I mean, I'm sure there are some people who who don't care. They just have disposable. They don't care. But like WrestleMania is not cheap. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like a couple hundred bucks to go. So like they have so like WWE is a niche. All Japan or all Japan AEW is a smaller niche than WWE, and New Japan's a smaller niche than AEW. But as we discussed ad nauseum a couple weeks ago, just because it's a niche doesn't mean it's not a big time thing. They sold out this building in record time. It's something that people want to say. And by the way, that comes on the heels of a million dollar gate. They're doing in Vegas for double or nothing. Mm-hmm. You figure all out's going to be a massive show. How about, by the way, how big is wrestling going to be Memorial day through labor day? I think it's as critical a period as oh, we've had in a God. while because WWE has got three stadium shows. Mm-hmm. It's running. And w- you know, kind of between the end of basketball season and the start of football season, I think there's a lot of bragging rights on the line. I think you got to shoot a lot of big angles. You got to do some big stuff. Yeah. But,
2: and, go ahead. I mean, and speaking of just, you know, drawing in your uh, niche followers, uh, how's WWE doing selling tickets to their show that's in Chicago in the same month as Forbidden, Forbidden Door? I don't think well, they sold out.
1: No, Hell in a Cell is not sold out. No. I, I saw that there. Somebody was saying, I see a lot of blue dots.
0: Smaller building, thing. too.
1: Yeah. And, and look, WWE, you know, they're obviously doing well. I mean, they had their quarterly conference today. And, you know, one thing they do, we we, we joke about the existence of casual fans. I, I think, like, the one place they can pick them up, and, and it was something they were touting. and We don't know what the exact number is, obviously. But by being on Peacock, There is the chance where, like, people who subscribe to Peacock for non-WWE reasons, they see WrestleMania and they may click, right? Because they know WrestleMania, that's, like, the biggest show. And they might click. So, but, um, I mean, that's the one advantage, I guess, right now WWE has. But, like, we talked about it. I mean, this is what the people want. They're selling out this very large Your tweet put it so succinctly. I'm just babbling incoherently, Ryan. You you, you summarized (laughs) it very well, I thought, on Twitter.com. A few days ago. And then you were sure to retweet it. To take your <laughs> <over>. <laughs> Should I read it on air? I'm trying yeah, to remember yeah, how Yeah, yeah, do that. Because I'm babbling. And you, 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 you said it way better than what I'm babbling.
0: All right. Let me just quote it so I don't mess this up again. Yeah, this was a couple of days ago. It was about, okay. I said, debating whether there's broad appeal to a show that is certain to sell out the largest arena in the country is foolish. It doesn't matter if casuals are interested. The loyal, money-paying audience wants it. It's historic and will be a financial success. I said, moves made for casuals or outsiders haven't resulted in any sustainable growth of the business recently. Bad Bunny and Logan Paul didn't exactly create a lot of new wrestling fans. Book for your paying audience. A consistently good product attracts new eyes in the long run.
1: End point. And something that I think Rick said in his Facebook comment was, it's all about monetizing your niche. And AEW mm-hmm. does a phenomenal job of that. I remember like Liam when last time he and I did extra, he talked about the conversion rate that AEW has. People who watch the TV to buy the pay-per-view. It's it's a tremendous yeah. conversion rate. So I mean, I think a lot of these people, the the Alfreds, the Eric Bischoffs, the, you know, whomevers, these guys are still stuck in that late 90s, early aughts mindset of what booking for a hardcore audience might mean right mm-hmm. like ecw i don't know what I, I i don't have that number off i don't know what their biggest crowd was in its history but aW's beating mm. beaten it like a ton i mean they've they yeah. never a aw never ecw never did a show like you know they, they could never sell at the united center never came close and huh. In this era, you can do that. You can be that. You can you can be niche, but be very successful. And that's what AEW is.
0: Um ECW's largest attendance, from what I'm seeing, was uh, Anarchy Rules '99 in Villa Park, Illinois, with around six thousand people. So think,
1: there's a lot there of dynamites go. that have broken that. Yeah, I, I mean, it helps being on national television. I mean, ECW mm-hmm. by the time it national television. Uh quite frankly, it was not a great product at that point. Yeah. I mean, they 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 were several years past their peak. I again we were joking. How is this show not a It's what the people want. It's sold mm-hmm. out in 40 minutes, plus you know, a day. I'm sure tomorrow all the allotments gone in another 40 minutes. Big business, million dollar gate, a tip of the cap. Yeah. To EW.
0: Absolutely. Um, let's touch on WrestleMania backlash. <laughs> To shift gears. All right. So
1: that we are not nearly as excited about.
0: Yeah. So as I said at the beginning of the pod, you and Frank previewed this. It's on the Patreon feed. It's a must listen. If you want a lot of details on the show, listen to that one. You guys had great discussions on this, the state of creative going into this show. All of the rematches from WrestleMania, which look, it's called WrestleMania backlash. You can expect that. But there's still a lot of rematches on been, this show.
1: I don't think there's <laughs> yeah. ever been a higher percentage Of rematches on a backlash because I saw, you know, the usual suspects don't people get it. That's the concept of the show. And yes, there have been high profile WrestleMania rematches at Backlash before, but four of the six matches on a card. That's Mm -hmm. 67. I I don't think there's been that high. And I was going through the history just in my head. I don't know if either you guys want to pull Wikipedia up or have it up handy. The show doesn't the isn't really as uh defined by WrestleMania rematches as much as you'd think. There was the WrestleMania 23 way was rematched, mm-hmm. Triple H and Batista rematched, Austin and Rock rematched.
2: It was WrestleMania was generally the kind of the season finale. You know, it was yeah. where new things were gonna get kicked off. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but like so sometimes they did main event the rematch. I'm sure there's been yeah. times since But like the whole card, a lot of times you're right. It's the start of something new. I mean, do you, you know, WrestleMania, which is supposed to be your biggest show of the year, do you just want to like dilute the matches there by rematching four of them the next (laughs) month?
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, it was called Backlash before. Now that they've explicitly called it WrestleMania Backlash, that's probably their excuses. You know, now it's always going to be tied to WrestleMania, which, yeah, you get the WrestleMania name out there again, which. To the casual fan, makes it sound bigger, I suppose, but mm-hmm. it just dilutes the power of WrestleMania itself. You know, if like. yeah, so, if you,
1: like, like, why are you that interested in WrestleMania if like multiple matches would be rematch the next month? Right. I'm looking at cards here while you break things down.
0: I'm yeah, I'm looking at last year's trying to remember which of these matches was on WrestleMania. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's just like
1: I went to ninety nine. Actually, I went to the first one. Let's just, this will make for great podcast. You start at the end. I start at the beginning and we'll just go off. <laughs> so 99, there was only one. Oh no, there was two. Mankind and the Big Show did wrestle at WrestleMania 15 in one of the, in something that should not be talked about ever again. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, Backlash I'd- 2000. Um, I don't think had any rematches. I'm like having to like look at these and think of the WrestleMania cards. Same, yeah. 2001. And I think Regal and Jericho might have been a rematch. Benoit Angle, so we had a few there Two. 2001. 2002. A show that was reviewed, by the way, in the Top Rope Nation archive, Classic Absolutely. Archives.
0: That was one of our early ones, too, wasn't it?
1: I think it was. I think that was the first time I went really long and you said this, and you, I saw the look on your eye when you were cursing my name on <laughs> your breath.
0: What are we doing here? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I don't think that had any rematch. Unless if Jazz and Trish Stratus wrestled at WrestleMania 18. I could not tell you if that was the case. I apologize.
2: I do not see any rematches at
0: 2003. Last year's I don't think had any rematches cuz oh, the card so- last year was Roman and Cesaro remember those mm-hmm. discussions uh so then there was like there was versions so they had like Lashley versus Strowman versus McIntyre and Lashley versus McIntyre was on the show but not that exact match they had mm-hmm. Bianca and Bailey, um Damian Priest and the Miz Priest was and the And that bad was bun- the match they had Bad Bunny <laughs> yeah so they had the tag uh, mis- the Mysterios against Ziggler and Rude, but they are, I think they were in a triple threat with the Street Profits. Maybe even a Mania. four-way. Yeah, and that was oh, a yeah, SmackDown show, right. yeah. Uh, and Ripley taking on um, Asuka and Charlotte. So none of those were rematches. N- none of them like were like pure specific rematches, rematches no. Like they were having this year.
1: I'm into 2007 starting in 99. There has never been a backlash that had more than
0: two Rematches for yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, so you look at this card, and four it's out just six? loaded with them. Yeah, four out of six. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't really want to deep dive on every single match because, like I said, you did that on Top Rope Nation Extra, but we can kind of just generalize the whole card.
1: Well, I, let me ask you guys the question that I asked Frank: Did Roman Reigns need to be put on this card?
0: No, I no. don't like him being on this card at all because. I, you you, again you talked about this on the show but how do you i guess you can use it to build to a match at hell in a cell but i don't see roman reigns taking a pinfall here so if his team loses it's going to be a situation where one of the usos loses he's pissed at them kind of thing and he needs to get revenge yeah i mean i mean that's the only way you know yeah rinse repeat but i don't think drew mcintyre is going to be roman reigns in this match uh so i don't yeah i liked your idea on the show i can't remember if it's you or frank i think you proposed it kyle about how if they were going to do the unification match and i also don't like how they advertise that and then Mm -hmm. they pull that
1: that's yeah that's foul but that's the other problem with how they change it they it's a match with less stakes but i agree with you like they could have made that the main
0: event that should have been the main event unification match make the tag titles mean something again yeah go ahead Justin.
2: I, was just, I that's what I was basically going to say was they took a match that meant something to unify titles and they turned it into a SmackDown or raw main event match. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah. mean, I don't really want to see it, but I think the only way to make this special is to have drew pin Roman.
1: That would be Roman's first pinfall loss though. Are they going to do that? in a six man tag? I
0: know it just seems like a waste. It I don't is, know. Like, like sure we got like someone in something the chat they would saying do, the same though. thing.
2: It sure know, seems like Ro- something they
0: would do. Roman is so protected. I mean, it could happen. I would be a little shocked if it I think Drew's
1: match. I think Roman's going to pin Drew in the six man and then just beat him again in a title
0: match next month.
2: <laughs> that also sounds like something <laughs> they would do.
0: Yes, it does. I am most intrigued, honestly, with this Cody and Rollins match because they better not go 50 50 on this. There is, in my opinion, zero argument for Seth Rollins to win this match. I don't care if it's fluky. Under no circumstance should Seth Rollins be Cody Rhodes. I mean, that would that would absolutely reek of WWE booking and it would be the total problem with this company's booking over the last how many years? Just symbolized perfectly. I mean, Cody comes in so hot. He beats it. Doesn't matter if Seth loses again. He's a made guy. You need to make Cody special. And you know, we talked about it. I talked about it with you guys right after Cody debuted. He's, to me, he should beat Roman for the title. I truly believe that still. He should be the guy. I think they got to legitimize him. We all agreed that Cody should work Roman by SummerSlam at the latest. And if you look at the trajectory of the pay-per-view schedule, it's, they could maybe do it at Money in the Bank because it's a stadium show in Vegas. But I mean, they're not going to do it at Hell in a Cell. Then you got... Money in the bank. Then you got SummerSlam. SummerSlam in Nashville at the end of July. It's really early this year. They could they could do it there. They could just have Cody think win
1: Money in the Bank. And the next night in Raw, he says, I want Roman Reigns at SummerSlam.
0: Perfect. That's, yes, that's exactly. I was talking with a friend today um, at work and we were talking about it and said, yeah, Cody wins Money in the Bank. And I said, if he does... I hope he does it that way he challenges him you know makes it known he wants the match that he doesn't do the cheap bullshit he'll come out at the end of money in the bank and win kind of thing i want it to be an announced match at SummerSlam.
1: and that's like so eye-rolling at this point we've beaten that into the ground on many past podcasts like i'm so over the you know just shocking cash in at the end of a tv show in the fall Mm -hmm Mm because they're bored and they're like desperate for ratings i don't want to see that i want to see you know it used to set up a big match yeah
0: by the way cody on broken skull sessions drops tomorrow i am really intrigued to watch that one Mm -hmm. should be a good interview uh so i think everybody is expecting ronda to beat charlotte correct
1: uh i would be shocked if ronda like the only way is if they do like the Mick Foley yep. rock Royal Rumble ninety nine. I'm not saying Charlotte will bash Ronda's head in with fifteen unprotected chair shots. I'm saying the fake voiceover I quit, I quit. But Drew I Drew
0: Gulak I don't... getting involved. Oh yeah, no. <sighs> justin's face when drew when we did the watch party for smackdown and drew Gulak came out and oh my god that was priceless i think i tweeted a photo of that by the way scroll back on our timeline on twitter it was so good but yeah and then this aj styles edge match another wrestlemania rematch um you know you had the thing with finn balor on raw you know teasing the bullet club history They've both been in the Bullet Club, I should say, not uh, at the same time, but they kind of, you know, AJ took over as the leader after Finn left, uh, did the two sweet and everything. Did I hear correctly? Did they remove that from the YouTube video?
1: I heard they did. I Unbelievable. didn't check it
0: out. You know, they talk about the no fun league, this freaking WWE. <laughs> <laughs> why you, why would you way, remove you know, that? Is,
1: so that's interesting because it would be, you talk about things that are so wwe them teasing that only to have Balor turn heel on AJ is vintage mm-hmm. WWE. And on that note, you know what is like really foul that WWE keeps doing? They did it <laughs> again on Monday. Is they tease these hurt business reunions, which everyone thought like, you know, breaking that group up was just total shite. Yeah. But they just now they like they're like, oh, maybe look at that. and then they just like have Alexander or Benjamin get their ass kicked for heat. And it's and they don't reunite. They're just like no, they're jobbers. And what's funny is Lashley has now kicked their asses as a heel and as a baby face. <laughs> I mean, this is truly remarkable. <laughs> this company.
0: Uh yeah. I mean, you, you guys talked about an extra a lot. Edge's group is just not Church connecting 50? right now. It is not. Dude, his but...
1: problem, I mean, you, you knew it was death when he, like I said, he starts insulting the local sports teams. Like that's when you know you're just desperate for a reaction. Yeah. Like yeah. and he and he's he's got his promos shouldn't be like that, right? They're supposed to be so cerebral, mm-hmm. and like you know, over the top and evil. And you know, he's like, oh yeah, Judgment Day. We're gonna tear out your souls, and then you know, and the Penguins suck. <laughs> Doesn't fit. Did I? Did I imagine if it? Jake imagine if Jake Roberts in the middle of you know ripping on Randy Savage was like you know the Tampa Bay Bucks stink.
2: <laughs> He's stupid. Yeah. They're they're really piping in the crowd noise for him, too, aren't they? Edge? Yes. Yeah.
1: The most flagrant pipe in, I don't know if you guys caught this. It was on Botchamania. Uh, Lashley and Omas. Yes. Do you see that? Like yes. they're ready. So Omas comes out and they're standing face to face, and <laughs> there's just this blatant. Seagull effect, where it's like the most loud cheer you've ever heard in your life. You would have thought Hulk <laughs> Hogan just body slammed Andre the Giant by the reaction <laughs> they piped in, and you can clearly tell it's so funny. They, they piped it in at the time. You can clearly tell the audience is sitting down. No one's mouth is open. Mm. That I mean, that, that's bad.
2: It, it I, really, that was, no, go ahead. It, I was just gonna say it, it really. Looked like somebody fell asleep at the controls and like slipped on the volume, (laughs) (laughs) but knob
1: I I was also, you know, I don't like to point fingers at anybody unless I think it's deserved, but I was very disappointed. Lance storm in some of his recent comments uh, when he was like, only people that hate the WWE notice that stuff.
2: No, no, that's wrong. (laughs)
1: like, the guy who writes the big newsletter at that website, Lance, I don't know if you want to talk to him or you ever do. He used to like go crazy about like back in the eighties with WWE's piped in noise. And they were so much more sly about it back then. Yeah. Like now it's just awful. It's so obvious.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I like edge a lot. you know, we get back to this match. I've, always kind of defended him on this podcast. You no, know, like we've had some criticisms and stuff, but this yeah. group is just not working. I now, af, when they first formed it, I think I talked about it on our, our WrestleMania review. I was into it. Cause it's like, all right, at least it gives Damian priest something. He gets the rub from a legend here, maybe, but it's just, it's just not working.
1: He's like, I mean, hairs all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Very. Bad. So. <laughs> I think a lot of these wrestlers, you know, I hate to sound like a dick. I think they have really lousy tastes, in TV shows and music and movies, I just don't know how else to explain it. Why would you behave that way on television? And Edge is a guy you know—they give him the keys to the car. They're not like yeah. scripting all that yeah. for him, and yeah. like he's—and mm-hmm. he's just like, oh yeah, I'll just read this shitty verbiage. No, he's yeah, he's involved.
2: In he's
0: involved in creative. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's
2: shocking that Judgment Day is the best name they could come up with.
0: What you surprised are they, they didn't axe all- it just because they had a pay per view called that.
2: Yeah, it was it
1: was in your house breakdown? Did that get uh was that the second <laughs> pick or what?
0: Good friends, better enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Armageddon. Oh man. Yeah. I, it does seem very much hinted at. And like if you've watched WWE for any long period of time, it seems very telegraphed that Balor would turn on Styles and join the group because just because of this. Because otherwise, what history. is Finn
1: Balor doing?
0: I don't know that it's gonna happen at this show. I mean this to me. This match reeks of AJ getting the win back. This is just 50-50 right here. But I think if they do this alliance with Finn for a little bit, it's just going to be Finn turning and joining the group. That seems pretty natural. Um, I don't think... I mean, happy Corbin and madcap Moss, Kyle. (laughs) It's just...
1: It's one of six pay-per-view matches.
0: This is one of those things where... (laughs) We talk about on the show a lot over the years how... And you've always been, ever since we started this pod almost six years ago, Kyle, you've always been very vocal on, look, not everybody has to be world champion. Not everybody has to be a main eventer. And it's so true. There's a slot for you in the mid card, the upper mid card. You can thrive in that role. And Baron Corbin and Riddick Moss, notice I use those names, are two guys that could absolutely thrive in that role. But these characters are so freaking awful I do not understand how anyone can sit in a creative meeting and think that that's a good idea to call these guys that. If you just like substitute <laughs> the different names for the match and just looking at the card, it would look so much better with the other names. Happy hey. Corbin, Madcap Moss.
1: And, and, you know, Madcap Moss has been another guy uh, who's been getting the old uh, Thunderdome board treatment a lot. There were a lot of smart people who are like, man, these people are really reacting to Madcap Moss. The crowd really loves Madcap Moss yeah. as a baby face. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, motherfucker, nobody in the crowd has their mouth openers. <laughs> doing
0: Don't you think he's pretty good, though? I mean, like, he could uh, be he has, a good, I've solid said, act. He's, he's
1: a good athlete. I yeah. mean, that match he had with Drew was okay. The, yeah. the one where he didn't, you know, almost kill himself. But, um, it, yeah, I just, I thought it was hilarious that people thought, oh, the crowd's really taken to him as a baby face.
0: I he think does Kevin have Dunn, a lot of potential Kevin Dunn's but,
1: right finger was taking to him uh, as a baby face i think but
0: he has potential to have a solid career but he needs to be repackaged immediately before he becomes so associated with this role that nobody can think of anything else for the rest of his career you know so
2: all all we'll i know see. is that it'll never get better for baron corbin than when he looked like i looked on friday night <laughs> Basically passed out with mustard all over my shirt.
0: That's what's gonna happen. Uh Moss is gonna beat him. He's gonna pull out the mustard and just start spraying it all over his face. That's what should happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um all right, and then I think we're all pretty shocked that Omos is still around. Um yeah. and working Lashley here. Is he gonna get the win?
1: Hope yeah. not. I think he is. I mean why I mean uh, you can't keep him around after the loss have MVP be his manager and then have him lose again like I said there's a lot of holes in this book I mean to me if you were going to do this storyline with MVP turning on Lashley MVP should have cost Lashley the match at WrestleMania
0: yeah true so we might have more matches announced as it stands right now we've got six matches scheduled there
1: will be I mean, six is a low number for even a WWE pair. I mean, the Raw Women's Division's got nothing.
0: They, I mean, they that six man, they could still like add title consequences to that on SmackDown too, Mm -hmm. and that could change. Yeah, maybe you'll get
2: lucky, Kyle, and these will they'll they'll just have these six matches, but they'll all be thirty minutes.
1: Oh (laughs) Oh, god. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean th- th- that's the thing too. Like why I think they're gonna add because none of these mat. Well, Edge and AJ. Good God, that's, <laughs> that's an hour how long. Cancel that yeah. in for
2: an hour. But, like
1: all the other matches, don't scream wall. Cody and Seth, I guess they could get. Well, tied if they're if
2: they're gonna yeah. top their trilogy. Yeah. You know, the end of the trilogy match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's two matches that get a lot, and the six man I guess could get a lot of time. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, if you guys want to win some cash, by the way, I, I want to promote Rumble because they've been good partners of the show for a long time now. I got the link in the description here of the podcast in the video, but check out WrestleRumble.com. You can enter to win. It's usually a substantial uh, cash prize. This this month for WrestleMania Backlash, you can win $1,000. Mm. So buy an entry for 10 bucks. You try to predict the winners. We are just talking about match times. Uh, match times are always props on their predictions. It makes it, honestly, it makes it a lot more fun watching the show because you're paying attention to what you picked and if you're going to stay in the running to win some cash or not, check out WrestleRumble.com. Just a whole new aspect of of watching these WWE shows. So I guess we're going to end talking about the greatest matches project. If you want to check this must out see on,
1: matches project, I believe that you yes. don't want to confuse private yeah. there the might must, have been a sorry, The match. must yeah.
0: see matches. Yes. It's the Twitter hashtag or handle is at must see matches. So if you're not familiar with what happened, basically they crowdsource this list. Anyone could nominate one to 25 matches for their must-see matches project. And they're not just talking about like great technical matches. Sure, you can go on to cagematch.net, and you can see, you know, what are the highest aggregate rankings for matches? You know, what match got a 9.2 average and that kind of thing. But those ratings are all just based on strictly bell to bell, technical, basically the old star rating system, the Dave Meltzer Mm -hmm. scale. This is must see matches. So it takes into account everything. Just according to the fans, what are the must see match, the greatest must see matches of all time? And honestly, when you look at this, This is probably the best way to put together a list like this. If you want to hand to someone and say, these are the most important matches to watch, because we talk about Dave's star ratings all the time. Again, it's one guy's opinion, but here, if you take into account every factor and then you make that you averages the list, I think it's ranked based on the percentage of ballots that the matches, you know, occurred on for the most part, it's right on. I do have a couple uh, things about the list that we'll talk about here where I think it maybe got it a little bit wrong, but overall, I mean, this is a solid, solid list. So yeah. the original ranking was the top 104 must-see matches of all time, but they also released the full spreadsheet so you can see, like, everything that was nominated. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and to be fair, most of the matches that were high are matches that Meltzer ranked high or you'd find high. For the Katie's
0: most match. part, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not, not like, I mean. though. No, no. I mean, but, um, you know, you look at the top, you know, there's a lot of familiar names. It's it's the matches that you know I would think would be up
0: mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm.
1: and you know it's not. You know, again, it's not. You know, there's a lot of '90s All Japan on there. There's you know AEW. There's a lot of New Japan from the past decade, so it's not you know like the most casual of ca- like. But you know, there's other. You're right. Like Hogan and Andre's on there. Right?
2: Yeah, that, that was the first one. I, I sought out to see if it was on here to see if I thought they got the, uh, you know, must see matches correct. Cause that's yeah. not, that's by no means, that's a negative star match, but it was exactly what it was supposed to be. And obviously, like a giant moment in wrestling history.
0: I mean, if you, yeah, if you look at, you know, the top five or so matches on this list, top 10. I think we've pretty much talked about all of them at some point during this podcast history. I mean, the number one it was on 32% of the ballots. Bretton, Austin for Mania 13. You got... Uh, now, we I was surprised it ranked as... Yeah, it was. it's a good match. I was surprised how high it ranked. But number two is Okada and Shibata. This oh, is I loved it. I absolutely loved that. The famous headbutt match. Yes. Right? Yeah. so.
1: I don't know if we want to look at this up, or I think that did win in 2017 at the Voices of Wrestling poll the match of the year. Yeah,
0: it's a great match over
1: Omega and Okada, and that made me smile at the time because I think if there's any New Japan match that kind of called back to the, I'm going to sound like a fucking Neanderthal when I say this to the, the the manliness of all Japan 90s all Japan, it was that one. More than any New Japan match,
0: but and you think of the again the qualifications for this list must see matches. It's also a must see match because of what happened afterwards. Well, yes.
1: (laughs) Well, also, (laughs) you know, well, actually, do you know what's funny? It's that that kind of makes me like, "Eh, do I want to watch this again?
0: I know it makes me feel
1: bad for liking it almost. Like there's sort of a moral quandary involved with that match. For sure,
0: for sure. But it's it's one of those things where it's like. If you tell someone the story, they're gonna want to see it. It's like a car crash, you know. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so he does these legit headbutts, which he had, you know, done forever. Uh, but he he breaks Shibata. He, you know, he cuts himself with the headbutt hard way. He starts bleeding, and yeah, I mean, after the match, he had a brain bleed, and he didn't wrestle again until a couple of months ago, uh, last year, late last year, wasn't it? So he's, I think, he's had two matches since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everyone thought his, you know, his career was over. And he was gone for over four years. So, yeah, that was number two. We've got um, Guerrero and Mysterio, number three overall, which, you know, again, it is a must-see match. It was watching. I watched it live on pay-per-view, Havoc 97 Mm -hmm. at the time. And it was one of those things where at that point in time, everybody was watching pro wrestling at school. Everybody talked about that match. It's one of the most iconic matches of the 90s. Number three overall. Maybe surprise me it's that high, but yeah. I can't argue against it, though. I mean, it is it is like a generational match. Uh, best, it's and the
1: then, best WCW match of the 90s.
0: Yeah. You get that that All Japan tag from 95 with Kabashi and Masao and Taue and Kawada. Of course, great, great match. Kyle, you've talked about that one numerous times mm-hmm. on the pod. Brett and Owen for Mania 10. Punk and Cena for Money in the Bank. So, I mean, yeah, down the line, it's it's pretty much right on. You even have uh TNA match, which is by far... I agree the best TNA match of all time the triple threat from Unbreakable 05 with Joe and Styles and Daniels. So, yeah. It's 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 a solid list. The one thing that stood out to me that I was definitely surprised about cuz I was I was looking at okay, which of the matches I've seen live made the top 104. <laughs> I so, looked that up too. Yep, yeah, so I immediately started looking up AEW and I was shocked that Orange Cassidy and PAC made the yeah. list so for revolution I. 2020 because the cage match from last falls all out is not in the top 104 nope
2: oh okay sorry yeah
0: it's on yeah, it's, it's on it's, the it's, list it's on it it's later it's right. not in the yeah. top 104 this is uh cassie and, and Pac is tied for 79th and i'm like that should not be that high it was i was there at the show and it was cassidy's first match in aew he got a massive reaction from the crowd. The crowd was super into him. It was a fun match for sure. I can't make the argument. It's one of the top 100 matches of all time, and I was there. No,
1: I, I was stunned by it. You know, you're gonna have this based on who's voting in this. It's going to be mm-hmm. an audience that skews younger, younger than us. Probably is the average yeah. age, and like you know, we love AEW, but it's kind of crazy. And older matches are represented on this list. But it's crazy mm-hmm. that there's more AEW matches on the list than like the AWA, Mid South, and World Class combined. Yeah. And again, if you're if you're going to the must see concept, like, and you want to show someone the history of the wrestle of, of the wrestling industry, you know all the different kinds that have persisted. I don't know if you want to be so heavy on the last couple of years
0: yeah and you get down to the bottom of this list too and we're talking about like decimal points you know that one was on like 4.5 percent of the ballots and there's stuff that was on 3.6 percent of the ballots that didn't make the top 104 so it's it's really close but i mean yeah i think that tag from all out last fall should definitely be on there ahead of that one but i mean overall yeah you're gonna have stuff like that just because it gets really close towards the bottom of the ballots and stuff but if you look at the top half of the top 104 it's it's pretty much right we're on.
2: Gonna,
1: we're gonna have to tweak this out, I think, for yeah. the podcast where people can, you know, follow along here. Yeah, I mean, there's a oh, lot, I, a lot to discuss,
0: but oh,
1: I see the 1992 Royal Rumble is the oh, 29th match of all time. Well, yeah. oh, that's very interesting. Oh. Oh.
0: Not overrated then. No. Yeah, interesting. I, you know,
1: I'll be honest with you, Angle Benoit being from Royal Rumble 2003, being tied at 32. I mean, that's it was like a match of the year candidate, but. Thirty-two seems high for
2: that. There's, I mean, I, I don't, a, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't seem to fit quite where it's at, or maybe seems a little too high. But
1: like, I mean, it's just a normal match of the year contender. That match, I feel, you know, I, I feel there's like, I don't know. I mean, there's more to me. There's probably been more than thirty-two five-star matches in the history of this. I,
2: I would say the argument for it is, especially then, how unique of a match it was.
1: Yeah, you're right. It was kind of a departure from what from anything doing. else like, at that time. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, for me, something that jumped out, a match I have not seen and need to go seek out, uh, it's in that 32 range. Andre the Giant versus Stan Hansen from 81. Oh, I yeah, Andre. I, I mean, never it's like watching
1: that. a different human being. Oh, I believe like, it. When you see, like, er, like, especially if you go, like, Chad sent me. Uh, there you go, Chad. There's your weekly mention. Um <laughs> Sent me something from, like, Andre Wrestling in Chicago in, like, 74 or something oh, like, wow. God, he moved unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I'll have to find that. Maybe I'll send that out. I told him to put it on the page. That son of a bitch didn't do it.
0: I love this kind of stuff, though, because it, it makes you want to comb through the list and then just yes. start watching some of the yep. stuff again that you haven't watched in years. It gives me motivation to watch old footage, and I love that. And, and, and it's it's why I love doing our classic shows, you know.
1: And, so. Justin, we should talk about, because you picked up on something... I was just um, about to text- bring that up. Okay, you bring it up then.
0: So speaking
2: of, you know, there's a lot of AEW on this list, and there's definitely some recency bias going on, uh, especially as you pointed out. There's a younger crowd. There's there's a lot of dynamite matches on here. Mm-hmm. A lot of television, and that's, not, show that's so-
1: three, not even three years old, by the way.
0: That's in the that's beyond 104, right? just nominated what? oh they we got like dynamite let's see dynamite grand slam oh no, yeah see.
2: grand slams in there That's yeah really high um but it had me curious seeing all these dynamites was like what's the most recent raw or smackdown match <laughs> in these little categories here Uh, because obviously wwe wwf has a lot of high rated matches but they're almost all pay-per-view matches. There's uh, yeah. shocking, shockingly, a lot of two hundred five live. So I'm discarding that. I just want to talk about their main main flagship shows. So you talk about the let's say the one hundred five range, the ones that rank one hundred five. The earliest ranked Raw or SmackDown match with obviously SmackDown wasn't around then. Nineteen ninety-eight Rock first Mankind. Which I'm guessing that was the title change as far as must see goes. Yes, in December. I mean,
1: I would agree. That's I mean, is that's up there. In oh, sense. absolutely, yeah.
2: Yeah. absolutely. Uh, in the 132 range, 2007 was the most recent Raw or SmackDown match. Cena and HBK. I'm guessing that was the one from England. Yeah. Yes.
1: What was the date on it? I'm trying to play catch. I'm sorting the the chart.
2: I, I I all I wrote down was the year. Unfortunately. Two, uh, it's got. I mean, it's got to be if it was two. Yeah. Uh, for the matches that ranked 192, 2001 was the most recent Raw or SmackDown match for WWE, and that was Austin versus Redacted, a very good match. Hmm. Yeah, that so was this, this is what triggered me looking into this, because then I'm looking at the 345 range, the 345 ranking, which includes almost 700 matches what is yeah. the most what is the most recent raw or smackdown match from those 700 must see matches
0: well to be fair it's the list is 104 so they op- they opened it up to see everything nominated so what you're getting into yeah is stuff that was even nominated and it's so far down the list
2: yeah but still we're, i mean we're talking Just over a thousand matches here on this bridge. The the 1000 most must see matches. We're talking the ones that all ranked equally at three forty five, which is like I said, almost 700 matches. The most recent raw or SmackDown match on this list is from 2013. Almost (laughs) 10 fucking years ago. (sighs) Wow. What was the match? Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton in December of 2013. Hmm. Which kind of surprised me, because th- there was actually a lot of good uh, singles matches in early 2014, too, that I probably would have thrown out. Yeah, them. like Cena Randy, Randy Cesaro. Orton. Cesaro. Yeah, uh, Randy Orton and Cesaro was really good.
1: Punk, um, was Punk and Cena February 2013 there? That was a good I match.
2: Let me think, take a look. Actually, I think that might have been a year earlier. Nope, yeah, so that right. would be,
1: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's right. That's before what you just said the match you said, the uh, Orton uh Danielson match.
2: But how bad? I mean, that basically, I mean, that's the spotlight of why it is freaking rough to watch Raw SmackDown because they couldn't give two shits about their television.
0: Yeah,
1: and you know, here's the thing I, yeah, and you talked about that. I started thinking about this as well. It's not just like the lack of high-end matches on WWE TV. Like, what was the last great angle on Raw or SmackDown? Was it like the Festival of Friendship?
2: That was a great one.
1: That was five years ago. Yeah. Like, think about what's the biggest thing to happen to WWE in the last two years, storyline-wise. Roman turning, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Think about how that was done for a moment. He came out at what the end of SummerSlam was it? And speared the f- Fiend and Strowman. And everyone's like, oh, Roman's back. That's cool. And like all the co opted journos were like, that was a heel turn. And we're like, what? It was a heel turn. Like, that was, like, how they turned Roman Reigns' heel was, like, confusion. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even, like, a great angle. So, like, yeah. I, I took it, like, a step further with than where you were going, Justin, with the WWE TV, just why it's just wretched over the last 10 years. No good matches, no good angles, but, yeah, you certainly drive home a point that, I mean, there isn't a single WWE TV match in, what, nine years on this list. Take How many answer. matches
0: you say total were nominated Then, Like it's like a thousand, Justin, it's like a thousand 66. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So if you see the spreadsheet, I've, I've sent it out here in the chat on YouTube and Facebook, but we will, uh, we'll tweet it out as well on our top rope nation account, but yeah, you can. So like, there'll be a line after one Oh four. So you can see what made the cutoff for their, the top one Oh four, which was the project. But then below that you can see absolutely everything that was nominated. And that means that somebody thought it was one of the top 104 matches of all time. And, you know, one of the shows we have here uh, on our classics poll to potentially review is that uh, May 93 Raw that had the Razor Ramon 1-2-3 kid match on it and Sean versus Marty Jannetty. That Sean Jannetty match is not on here. And I mean, it's not like an all timer, but it's a fun match. And I think it's one really? that is kind of must see. And so, like, if me as a longer term fan, I feel like if that Orange Cassidy Pac match made the list, that one should be nominated. That so, did really.
2: stick out. That
1: yeah. yeah,
0: Serena Deeb versus Rio. I didn't even
2: remember that one. That's on yeah. there from Dynamite.
0: Yeah, Ken. So Kenny and uh, Danielson. From, Ga- from Grand Slam, that's the only Dynamite one that made the top 104, but there's a lot nominated. So it means somebody out there who did the list, you know, thought those those other matches should be in the top 104. So definitely th- recency bias for sure.
2: Yeah, to answer uh, Jesse in the chant at asking if Punk Cena from February of 2013 is on there, it is. It's just uh, Brian versus Orton is the most recent one
0: interestingly savage steamboat is tied for 40th place it's down the list quite a ways that Mm -hmm. kind of surprised me but i mean it's in the top 104 was there so
2: like i said talking about stan hansen and andre jumping out to me as something i haven't seen that i need to was there anything for you guys they're like i have not seen that and i and i think i need to Hmm. Kyle, I'm nice assuming you've seen
0: everything on <laughs> here. It's like three three times, three times at least. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, there was some stuff that I hadn't seen, um, but I mean, you did have to go down the list. Let me see what the highest ranked matches that I ever saw. I've been playing with this spreadsheet so much that it's so screwed up right now that I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on. I don't know I'm how gonna, you're
2: able to even edit it. I couldn't edit
1: it at all. I'm going to. How do you get it where it's like the actual order?
0: Uh, all right, uh, the I got it. The percentage column, yeah. The percentage
1: column? Yep. Second column. Okay, sort. No, I want to sort the other way.
0: You Come on, you. I mean, for me, older wrestling, All Japan is my weak spot. I've seen mm-hmm. Same. S- some of the big matches of all time, but not all of them. So as I glance through the top of the list, some of the All Japan stuff for sure. I feel like... the
1: top match... All Japan
0: women, too. There's a lot of All Japan women matches on here. I I
1: can't say that I've seen a ton of that. So, in the top 40, there's two matches I have not seen. That is the one from Toramon and then the uh, um, match from EMLL in 83.
2: The MS1 versus...
1: Sangre Chicana, yeah, I've never yeah. seen that.
0: Well, this gives you motivation to watch it. There's a there W match that I, yeah, wouldn't have seen. I don't think I've seen. I've, I know I've seen all the WWF, WWE matches. Yeah, yeah. I think, oh for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, and and most, I think, yeah, the WCW as well. It's yeah, it's the overseas stuff for sure, and and some of the Mexico matches as well. There's a you know just 2001 women's match with the Kira Hokado. I don't think I've
2: seen that before.
1: But yeah, I mean, it's, there's a just a handful. I think of this top 100. I would
2: figure that something else that jumped out to me. Thinking about like, cause if you just peruse this list, you see. I mean, just you know, the all-time greats. Their names showing up over and over again. Even like a Kevin Steen shows up over and over again. One name kind of jumped out at me for how little it popped up considering how long he's been wrestling and how great he's considered by a general audience and that's Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. He has he has the Cactus Jack match, he has the WrestleMania 30 match and he's got that Raw, which I mean and
0: none of the actually, top 104. I, yeah. yeah.
1: None of them are in the top 104? Mm-mm. Not even I, I would say the Foley match. You could maybe make the argument. That's probably that's one of the best. Yeah, that's one thirty-two,
0: tied for one thirty-two.
1: Okay, that's one of the best WWE matches from two thousand to two thousand nine for sure. It'd probably be top five. But again, like, is it must see? Because it's like, here's the thing: if there's like a comp, like a clear comp for it, there's like a gray area. It's like, okay, well, you can mm-hmm. just watch this other one. And like, there's not an obvious comp for that match. Foley and Hunter at Royal Rumble 2000, mm-hmm. like which is very high on here. With that, that's interesting. Like to me, I think they're like very, very. Like I would give them like the exact same rating. I don't think I, I, I find that very difficult to believe that somebody could say Foley and Hunter is definitively better than Foley and Orr.
2: I guess yeah. Cactus and Triple H came first. Did you give? Yeah, I mean, it came, I mean, I
1: guess you could say. Well, they had, they had. The framework was set up; they knew what to do. But I don't know. To me, it's it, they're they're it's the same match. I would give them both four and three quarter stars. Speaking of which, we'll be taught. There is a new list being shown to the Facebook group tomorrow that will be published at six a.m. Eastern. So by the wow. time most of you heard this podcast, I, I, I know how to schedule those posts now, Ryan. You taught <laughs> me so well.
0: Trained uh, you well.
1: And the Cactus Jack McFoley match or Cactus Jack McFoley match, Cactus Jack, Randy Orton match will be on there as I Very am taking nice. a look at the best matches to take place at the pay- WWE pay-per-view directly after WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. Kyle has been doing a ton of great written content over in the Facebook groups. So if you're not in it, top rope nation pro wrestling discussion link in the podcast description by the way, I got to put those lists. I I said I was going to put them up on Patreon because some of our patrons may not be on Facebook, so I am going to post those on our our Patreon page as well. I'll probably do that tonight. The ones you've published cool. so far.
1: Yeah, and then we also had best of May matches too. Yeah. Yeah, just WWF WCW. I, I it's funny up high. I saw um, there's a couple All Japan matches that would certainly rank high in the all time May list, but that wasn't going to be up for classics, so they weren't in there.
0: Yeah. So we should know in the next few days what we're going to do on Top Rope Nation Classics, by the way. And we will probably record that in like two weeks because we got to do it before the Vegas trip. So um, that's on the agenda coming out soon. Probably have at least one more Top Rope Extra this month. All those dropping exclusively on the Patreon page. And like I said, we are going to review Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash, um, either Sunday night or Monday morning. We haven't decided for sure, but there will be a review dropping. We'll stream it live on video. When we record it, so make sure you're subscribed on YouTube so you get an alert when we go live. I uh, will, of course, update you in the Facebook group and on Twitter as well, guys. This was a great discussion. I mean, we could go on and on about the spreadsheet. I would highly recommend everybody check it out. We'll tweet it out. It's it's you know it's great for debate like we've been doing here and and just for combing through history and and seeing what you want to add to your watch list. So it was fun, guys. Justin and Kyle, appreciate it. No more dried blood in the fingernail. There you go. All healed up. <laughs> Check the video stream. You'll know what we're talking about. Justin, glad uh, your stomach is recovering from the mustard incident. It better be, I ate Popeye's today. <laughs> You'll find out at work tomorrow. Hopefully not. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. This has been episode 249 of Top Rope Nation. We'll be back with 250 following Wrestlemania Backlash. Thank you for your continued support. Have a great weekend.